0: Huge business mistake. Huge, huge business mistake was being cheap in the wrong places.
1: Yeah, you cheap. See, skates. so you gotta understand that. cheap skate.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm conservative.
1: <laughs> cheap.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just here
1: to heckle you, man.
0: I'm okay with it. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poolin. Hey. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their
1: biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes.
0: Welcome to the first episode of the Big Business business mistakes show. We're so glad that you guys are here with us. My name is Brandon Poulin.
1: And I'm Kaelin Poulin.
0: And this is my beautiful <laughs> wife. And uh, we're so excited to be here. I'm honestly, I am, uh, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I told her when we were like setting this up and it's <laughs> oh, going we're like, Oh, we're gonna do a podcast and we're going to do a, a YouTube show. And we're going to jump on here. and We're going to talk about what we've done wrong. <laughs> And with your wife, guys, am I, am I right? You're yeah. gonna get on a show and talk about what you've done wrong with your wife. Yeah, I'm
1: just here to make your life hard and make you like <laughs> sweat, because you never know what's gonna come out of my mouth.
0: So like, honey, I'm genuinely terrified. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to know that. So so who is this for, right? Yeah. Um, we, were, we were thinking about, okay, who's this really for? Like, who should be listening to this? Yeah. And I think if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, Um, online, brick and mortar, doesn't matter. Like we're going to cover everything in business, right? We're going to talk about the biggest mistakes (laughs) that we've made on our road to $200 million in revenue in our businesses. and To hitting
1: number four on the Inc. 5,000.
0: To hitting (laughs) Inc. number four. Man, what a moment that was. Um, And so this is for anyone who wants to grow that wants to have fun.
1: Yeah, because we're going to have fun, right? I'm only here for having fun.
0: That's one thing that you'll learn about Caitlin is she's here for the fun. I'm like the serious business person and she's here for the fun. No, she's incredible. So so if you want to have fun, you want to learn about business, you want to learn through mistakes. I think the really the inception of this um, was there's a lot of shows and a lot of people talking about business. There's no shortage of that. And you know that. And so if you're here, you're probably a little intrigued. It's like, oh, the mistakes. And so the idea was like, you can only talk about mistakes through experience that you've actually had. Yeah. Right? So if you're talking about a mistake, it's through an experience that you had, not something that you just learned or read. It's from an actual experience that you've lived out, that you've done. Amen. So talking about things that we've done in business, things that we have gone through ourselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, and really from the ugly perspective, some of the best things that I've learned came from the mistakes I made. And so we've all heard, let's collapse time. Let's learn from other people's mistakes. And if we can learn from other people's mistakes, then we won't make them. And then we can just take the lessons that they learned coming out of the mistake and apply it and grow and win.
1: Yeah, I think I think the biggest goal is we've all listened to all the podcasts of all the success stories. And, oh, this is how I grew this company into this. And, oh, we just we just turned this thing on and we just did this thing. And you kind of hear you kind of hear like all the highlight reel of what all went right and it makes it look so easy. But behind that, when you take off the mask of the success and even in our business and the success we have, people say, oh, like you guys just blew up. And the honest truth is like, yes, like the business blew up, but there's also things that blew up inside of the business along oh, the way, the good. things that people never talk about and never yeah. share. And I think um, you gave a talk once when we were in a mastermind group and you got up on the stage and you are supposed to add value to the room. And you said, I'm just going to get up there and tell everyone like, what has gone wrong because everyone thinks that it's the success but here's all the things and all the trials and tribulations and you know o- like things that we had to actually overcome for that business to have success like we could have that business could have failed like anytime at any point in any of those mistakes and we had to overcome overcome those things and everyone in the room said it was it was probably the best thing they'd ever heard because number one it was so relatable to them and number two like I'm gonna make sure I don't make those same mistakes in my business I'm gonna make sure that I put those fail safes, you know, in place, I want to make sure that I add that to a SOP uh, to double check and make sure that my business doesn't have to make that same mistake. So I think that's the goal here is to help people build that moat around their castle, right? Like you always say, like, build the moat around the castle um, to protect your business from these types of mistakes. So you don't have to lose the money, you don't have to lose the time, the energy, like you don't have to go through the same things by learning from some of the top mistakes that other people have made.
0: And here's some <laughs> juicy stories oh, along yeah. the way.
1: Oh yeah, I can't wait.
0: Like we're, we're gonna share some stuff that I'm like uncomfortable sharing <laughs> and we're gonna bring some people on this this show and they're gonna share some stuff that they're probably uncomfortable sharing. Yeah. I think that's what I'm looking forward to most mm-hmm. is bringing some of the top entrepreneurs and most successful people that you guys all know. Yeah. and and digging in and getting them to share some of the uncomfortable, like ugly stuff that happened. And um, maybe we have to make everybody sign an NDA. What do you think? (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're like, everybody has to to sign an NDA to listen to this podcast.
1: Well, that's the kind of stuff we're after, right? Like (laughs) the things that all the business owners have never told anyone or have come out in conversation of like, oh yeah, I dealt with that thing, but actually digging into it and saying, Okay, like that's that's the mistake that happened. That's the thing that got overlooked. That's the, the there wasn't a process in place for that. And that's mm-hmm. why it happened. And so going back, like, what would you have changed so everyone listening can learn from that same thing? Like, what would you have changed? And yes. so I'm, I'm really excited for that.
0: So that's what we're going to do on here. We're going to talk, we're going to talk a lot about business. We're going to talk about things that impact your business. So I don't think we're just going to talk about entrepreneurship and specifically in the business side, but but things at home that affect your business, things in your health that affect your business, things in your faith (laughs) that affect your business. Oh yeah. For some reason, I feel like this is going to end up being like marriage therapy (laughs) for me. (laughs) It (laughs) is. I'm terrified. Well, um, so where should we start? So, so that's why we started this. Yeah. And so I'm excited about it, but digging in here, um, why think, should
1: they listen to us? Why should we? they care?
0: Well, I think, <laughs> I think when you guys are picking, there's 7,000 million places that you could give your attention, yeah. right? And so it's like, well, why should you care or listen to this podcast? I think the first thing is that we've actually done it, right? Mm-hmm. We started bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like-
1: We met in network marketing. Met
0: in network marketing. <laughs> started with nothing, right? Nobody ever gave us anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Did
0: anybody give you anything? No. My dad told me, my dad told me that he was going to give me a car if I got straight A's (laughs) and I got one B and I did not get a car. Well, he said
1: straight A's. I know. I got straight A's. He could have gave me a car.
0: Yeah, of course you got straight A's. (laughs) I dropped out of high school, but you have enough degrees for both of us. Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah. Where'd you go to school again?
1: Hanover College. Got a liberal arts degree, marketing and. And basically uh, business and all those things that I learned did nothing for me. I learned more in the, in the building of a business and the stepping out than ever learned in school.
0: You didn't like, learn anything
1: at Hanover. I mean, I did. Yeah. But maybe I just don't think it applied to, to the market. You learned how
0: to be a heathen at Hanover. Yeah.
1: That's exactly. <laughs> <what I
0: mean. laughs> yeah.
1: But so for us, like when we started out, yeah, we had nothing and we maybe had, I don't know, like, what, a couple hundred bucks, thousand bucks in our bank account. And we were behind on our house payment, like our rent. We were behind on car payments. Like I remember going to the grocery store and I was just trying to buy like egg whites and almond milk and like eggs. like those types of little things. And our, my, my debit card wouldn't go through at the grocery store. I remember calling you and being like, my debit card did not go through. And I literally had to like put things back at the grocery store and we said like there's we have to we have to change something like i don't i don't want to live like this anymore and we were technically like you know, in the box entrepreneurs and network marketing, but you know, we decided like, okay, we're going to step out and do our own thing. And instead of, um, you know, doing that, like, let's step out and start our own business. And I had lost 65 pounds. We're like, so what are we going to do? And we're walking on the treadmill at planet fitness. And you're like, so what are we going to do? And I'm like, oh, I know this guy who has this, this digital fitness program and he sells it for like 20 bucks a month online. And we could totally do that. Right. Like,
0: wasn't it like Joe Joe Donnelly. Joe Donnelly. Is that yeah. is that it shout yeah. out to you, Joe Donnelly. Well,
1: yeah, man. You're the inspiration. But um, and so we're walking on this treadmill and made this decision. And we're like, okay, then we're gonna go all in. And that's when we um found a mentor. We found this course that was like how to, you know, make your first product and sell it online. And so we go through this course. We literally spent our last thousand bucks on that course. And I
0: tried to skimp out, I tried to buy oh, yeah. the I tried to buy the ninety seven dollar. <laughs>
1: course. No, you right? did. We were like, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy it right now. And then you went and you're like, so I bought the $97 one. I was like, no, that is not what we decided to do. And so I went and hit the button. This segues
0: the- <laughs> so good into the first mistake that we're going to talk about today, by
1: the way, oh my is gosh. me
0: being cheap. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You being cheap. And so yeah. then we spent $1,097 because I went back and, and got the real one and we spent the next two weeks, like building out everything that should be in this digital program that we we're going to launch in, you know, the women's, weight loss space. And, um, from there we went from zero to, I remember our first customer was Yolanda 23 bucks. I still feel like when Yolanda came through as our first customer, it was, it was more exciting than hitting the first million. I think like we were jumping up and down in the living room.
0: Yeah. Cause like when you're, (laughs) when you're comfortable, like an extra zero doesn't change anything for you. Yeah. But when you're like, behind on rent and car payments. And like, we didn't have gas money to get back from Kentucky for yeah. Christmas for, yeah. to visit your family. Yeah. So like, that was huge. By the way, guys never launch anything at, 7 a.m. in the morning. Why would like we were like, oh, we're gonna launch at 7 a.m. was like yeah. we were up all night getting it ready. <laughs> yeah. It's like terrible idea. Why did
1: we launch at four? And yeah, then have all day? launch.
0: Yeah. So so I was like, ever since then, we've launched at 4 p.m. Yeah, we're like it's,
1: it's worked well. Like sure. leave an
0: hour of office hours at the back end of a launch. It's like that was dumb.
1: Yeah, and so after that, things just there's like, a mistake right there. Exploded right, like things exploded. We went from zero to. You, I'll let you be accurate on the data because I'm the worst with numbers. So
0: oh, like the business, yeah, like The business ramp up? yeah, yeah. So we 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 were successful in network marketing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That tanked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And we but we were actually successful at it. Like we were making we were making great money. There's a good story in there,
1: yeah, baby. But the business scaled. Like what was the numbers of the yeah business yeah. Scale? So
0: so we we launched that. We did two hundred thousand, yeah. Our first like two months or something, and that was the first year. So year one.
1: Dude, and we just thought we were just man. It was raining. Was from the inc- sky. it was
0: incredible. <laughs>
1: right. It
0: was it was raining from the sky. That was like insane. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. No, we launched and we did um, like twenty thousand in our first like week. Yeah, at that of that, of that program, that membership, mm-hmm. and it was called the Tool Time Trainer at that time. So it was a health and weight loss platform, workouts. Um, because you are an IFBB pro. You didn't tell that part. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, set a world record, by the way. Google Kaylin Poulin IFBB pro and you'll see a oh, no. picture of her. It's like amazing. That doesn't
1: look like me at all, by the way. Now I've had two kids. and you
0: No, know. you still look great. Honey.
1: I eat food now and I can actually remember my But you were, number, she was so.
0: jacked, like
1: ripped. <laughs> like, I, like we have friends that are like,
0: like, what were you saying the other day? You, you and Amanda, Amanda, you guys were going somewhere, walking downtown and she like turns to you and it's like. Kaylin, I'm, I'm not actually worried that we're alone because you're here. And I feel like you would beat up most guys if they try to mess with us. Yeah, I would beat up anyone. Yeah, you totally would. (laughs) (laughs) Like we wrestled one time. Twice. (laughs) Twice? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was actually recently.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I started giving you like rope burns on your wrist.
0: Yeah. So we wrestled once and um, like, I don't know, I like flung you off the bed or something, and you're like back hit like a windowsill, and yeah. it was it was a bad idea. And like since then, we've like let's not do that.
1: Well, you didn't say the part about where I had you pinned. I had you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Kaylin likes causes, to exaggerate sometimes, which causes the flinging off the bed. Yeah. So anyway, it's back to the story.
0: Yeah, back to uh business, right? Business. Yeah, We're here to right. talk about business. Yeah. Um. So where do we go? Okay. So it was twenty thousand, and then so the next year we did two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars which was amazing. We like moved to Puerto, we got married and moved to Puerto Rico.
1: Yeah.
0: Guys, I listened to my wife. <laughs> I was trying to be a great husband. We got married. Yeah. On the beach in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And
1: you're a naive newlywed. Yeah, I was a
0: naive thing. newlywed. I was just trying to honor my wife. She's like, oh my gosh, I love this place so much. We should just move here. And I was like, all right, <laughs> figured it out. We moved, got everything in five suitcases. Yeah. Now, now looking back, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, everywhere we go. <laughs> while we're there we should hey, we should move here do you not tell me this yeah i do <laughs> so anyway so 200 000, it was a great like laptop lifestyle year yeah
1: you know we, like th- retired we kind
0: of yeah we kind of retired it was weird it was like we we made enough we were so comfortable
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we were so comfortable and but it was great like we connected with god a lot that year mm-hmm. like i read like half my bible i read like
1: the whole bible on
0: the beach in puerto rico we brought our dog with us Yeah. We had no kids. We were just like going to a restaurant every night, spending all of our money eating out, right? <laughs> like all of it.
1: On on Palm Perry. Yeah,
0: but it was great. We had sangria. like, we had like one assistant, like the first person I ever interviewed um, was amazing. And I got so lucky. You remember that? I think uh, shout out to Melissa yeah. from Canada, Saskatchewan, Canada. That's where she's <laughs> from. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we uh we, we kind of cruised that year, mm-hmm. and then the next year,
1: because we thought we wanted the laptop lifestyle of just like yeah not being big, like just be wherever we want.
0: Yeah. You know, well, and by the way, like thing. like what what we were doing was just we were running traffic. The ads were insane at that time. Yeah. Right. This is like when Facebook was just the Facebook ad product was brand new. It was so underpriced. And it was so easy back to, when
1: you spent one dollar and got five back.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it was like you were you were one to five on the front end. It's it's not like that anymore, right? And that was with low ticket. You yeah. can do that with high ticket now, um, but it, that was with a low ticket. Like that doesn't happen. That's not even. It's ten times harder now than it was then. On there, so we we wouldn't have been able to ride that wave that long. Looking back, but um, but no, we got we got really convicted. Like, are we gonna are we gonna do something with this? Are we going to take this and really blow it up? Are we going to yeah. are we going to take this idea and really impact the world and like see what we're made of?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or are we just going to like hang out on the beach? Are we
1: going to like chase after the potential or are we just going to like retire here?
0: Yeah. After so
1: after like you know, 5 months of work, <laughs> just retire on what we've done in 5 months.
0: Yeah, retire. <laughs> that went to lasted long. That's what's so funny about it. But we did kind of retire. Like it was we didn't work that much at first. So we moved back to the states and mm-hmm. and this is uh, twenty, this is twenty like fifteen into twenty fifteen, and there was that milestone we we signed and got an office.
1: Yeah, I and remember like, like being in the car in the driveway of our like leased house and being like, "This is a big step. Like, what if we sign this lease? That's expensive. Like, we haven't had an office space before. We're committing to like growing a team, to hiring people, to taking on all this overhead." And like, should we do it, or is it going to put us back in the place of not affording our rent, not affording our car payments? Like, will it sink us? You know. And I, we just like we're sitting in the car, and I have, was bawling, crying. And I'm not for everyone that knows me; like, I'm not a crier. And um, and you know, I I'm bawling, crying in the car, and just like, I just hear like this God thought that's like, what, like, what happens if you don't do it, like whose life doesn't get changed and who doesn't get transformed and who doesn't like learn the things that you know and who like doesn't get help because like you stay in your comfort zone, you know? And that was the moment that we're like, okay, we're going all in on this. Yeah. Sign that lease and
0: I remember that. I think I was more afraid of like not reaching my potential than anything. Yeah. Like I'm terrified of like being at the end of my life and being like, oh I could have (laughs) done this or could have been this or
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that freaks me out like because i'm totally motivated away from pain
1: yeah
0: and it's like but but I, I got more motivated away from the pain of of not reaching my potential or not seeing what i'm made of mm-hmm. then i was the pain of going back to poverty basically yeah. right yeah i mean we weren't living in poverty but like no. we we were like we were like making no income, just working to build up the we're business. We were friends
1: for sure. Yeah. We were friends hard for sure.
0: Yeah. We looked day, like we were I mean, fine. We,
1: like we look, everything looked good from yeah, we the outside. The,
0: we had the black beamer. <laughs> yeah. Had the house. Yeah. In the nice part of town. Yeah. Yeah. That we couldn't afford. Those were good <laughs> days. So we went from startup, like starting up 200 grand, our first full year. Yep. That was, that was the Puerto Rico year. 2015, and mm-hmm. then we went, and I, hopefully we didn't get these nut years wrong because I feel like I messed it up. 2015
1: because we got married
0: and. But I know the numbers. So then we went from 200k, and the next year we did two million. So we went out, we did we did, we did two million, mm-hmm. and that was crazy. That was like, whoa, okay, we got something. That's when here.
1: the rocket ship started.
0: Yeah, and then we did seven the next year, two to seven. Mm-hmm. So we basically three and a half xed. Yep, and then. This is the scary one. We went from seven to $30 million in the one, one that, year.
1: That nightmares are made of. And
0: this is like, when we're talking about the mistakes we're going to talk about on this show, that's like where I'm going to dive into like, I did so much wrong. Yeah. We still did it. We're alive. But so, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, hardly alive. Barely.
1: Yeah. But we're still married.
0: Yeah, we're still married.
1: I think that's the biggest. We made
0: thing. it through that gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Golly. And uh, and then we did, um, so we kind of plateaued a little bit. We did like 33 the next year. Mm-hmm um and i'll get into that um is literally one of the first mistakes is like why we stagnated there and then from there we went to 40 yep and then we went to 44 yep and and then we just recently in 2021 just last year or yeah no 22, <laughs> 22. <laughs> 2022 2022 we sold the lady boss brand yeah. to russell Brunson yeah who was originally mentor of ours now great friend yeah and, uh, and so that's like kind of our trajectory. And so I think it's probably important to like now. So what are we doing now? Right? Like, why are we doing the show? Right. Mm-hmm. And like, ultimately I regret so much, yeah. not talking about the process along the way. Like I should have just turned on I a told, microphone.
1: I told, him. I know she told me, all the I time. told you all the time. Like
0: we had 150 employees. We built a 50 person sales floor or 45. We, we uh we had finance team hr i hired an executive team yep. twice um <laughs> i i it's, we did so many incredible things we had 1000 person live events
1: yeah we had fact, a coaching we, program we, got a we book. sold apparel you know oh yeah we sold, goods. I always forget about
0: that the swag we sold like <laughs> what 10 million dollars worth of clothing
1: yeah
0: we did um we we formulated multiple consumer package goods supplements bars yeah. gummies mm-hmm. We shipped thousands and thousands of orders a day. We did all this stuff, but I never turned on a microphone and a camera.
1: No, because you're the one that's just like, you're in it. I was just And like it. you, he, Brandon's like the most focused person ever. And so, like, when he's in something, there's like, no, my heart. Thank no, you. there's nothing else that is happening around you. Like, why would I take time to be telling everyone else what I'm doing when I'm like, I'm, I'm in the doing, like I'm in the process of doing. Yeah. And so now we get to kind of bring out all of those things that we learned a- along the way. And, you know,
0: and that was a huge mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake. <laughs> Not doing it. Like, when you're in the process of doing is when it's all fresh. So I'm like digging back. Good thing I take a lot of notes. I write everything down. I have like <laughs> 17,000 notes actually. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 7,000.
1: I don't, yeah, there's probably no one with more Apple notes on their phone. Yeah,
0: anymore. I think I have 7,000. I want to check, but my phone's recording, so I'm not going to check. Yeah. But like I had 7,000 notes. So anyway, so you're like digging back in, but that was a mistake because when you're in it and you're doing it, that's when it's a freshest and that's when you should be talking about it. So if anyone right now is like, hey, I'm building a company on B2C, i don't really need to like put out content or bdb whatever you're just like i don't need to put out content yeah just turn on a freaking voice note on your phone and talk about your day and just don't say anybody's name that's what i was afraid of yeah like i didn't talk about it Well, you should
1: be in today's world like you should be afraid of that yeah (laughs) you know
0: yeah no for sure like i was afraid that like i would talk about things and then i would undermine or offend my employees because i was Mm -hmm. saying things and so but there's a way that you can you can talk, talk about, about the talk about the concepts yeah. and the situations, and and then looking back, I'm like, you know what? I really shouldn't have cared because maybe they would have heard it if they listened to it, and then they would be like, huh, you know? Yeah. But but hey, th- that that was that was my mistake. So now we're here, right? And so, and so now, um, it's been a lot of fun over the last, really since July.
1: Yeah.
0: We signed the paperwork and everything. Um,
1: An exit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun because we've we've been able to launch our next season of business, which is the enterprise CEO. Yeah. So enterprise CEO, we're helping seven and eight figure entrepreneurs scale and changing the way that founder led companies scale and grow, right? Yeah. Because a lot of them do it like we did. It's like, you're yeah. fumbling your way through it. Yeah. There's too many it's ideas. Painful. It's painful. You hire a bunch of your friends and family. Yeah. There's a lot of nepotism.
1: Yeah. Just involved. when everything is going great, like you get a you take a million dollar haircut over something stupid. You don't
0: understand your financials. You yeah. don't understand the customer acquisition costs, the L T V. You don't know the driving force of your business. You try to do too many things. Like mm-hmm. all these like mistakes that we're gonna dive into and talk in depth about on this show, right? You do all those things. So now we've been able to I mean, we're helping I don't know how many we've done, like 15 or 16 companies so far.
1: Yeah, do like strategy days. Yeah. Yeah, Where people like come in for a strategy.
0: Yeah, so we're sitting down with a seven and eight figure company every Mm -hmm. single week and and just being able to see what's working, not working and just give them that path. So it's been a lot of fun advising and investing in these different businesses. Well,
1: because it's cool because you not only get to bring like mistakes that we've made or like things we've done differently, but also like the plays, you know, and so really to get to like, we almost just like plug in and get to get to like speak into their business of like, oh, like we did this and here's the exact play of what we're doing. And it's really cool to just see people get clarity on where they're trying to go, right? Because a lot of the times at this point, you 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 grow past the point of needing like mastermind help where it's like, oh, here's all these new ideas that you that we have. And then you get to a point where it's the decision-making of what ideas to execute on. And that's like the sweet spot for us is like- And
0: how to execute on yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Because there's like so much that- It's like a minefield.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, so that's been a lot of fun. So that's what we're doing now. And we're excited to just like take all of the stuff that we're seeing in these companies, Mm -hmm. in our own company as we grow our second, you know, venture really. Like I had like small little things, but this is really like the second venture, second Mm -hmm. season, right? We spent the first decade setting the stage and building what ended up being a $200 million revenue company Mm -hmm. over that time period. And now it's like, Evolving into its next phase, which is so cool to watch, um, and now we get to spend this next season. So, so we're going to release episodes of the Big Business Mistake Show periodically, right? Mm-hmm. Periodically, I'm using that term because I'm like, couple a week, one a week. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah. I'm like, so we're we're so busy, and I'm just like, but we got to sit down and do this because I regret not doing it before right and talking about it i'm I'm trying to learn from my mistakes all
1: right so let's let's dive into it first mistake so the first one yeah so so i just want to highlight in the in this episode like some of the top top ones like overarching growing lady boss like when i i said to you this morning i said what were like the three biggest mistakes that we made um in growing that company, like what we're like the three biggest that we could highlight today just from our own oh, there's experience. there's so many. I know. It's so hard. <laughs> we, you literally have a list of like oh, 250. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if it's that high. Dang. <laughs> just kidding.
1: No, it's probably like 50.
0: So, and so th- one thing that's cool about Kaylin and I, I just want to preface this before we get into the actual mistakes, mm-hmm. is that for those of you guys that are more of the operator- team builder mm-hmm. um, type of person, that's me, right? Like that's yeah, what I did. So I was the me. CEO, everybody reported to me, I recruited the leadership team, I recruited every person, I would help build out system strategy, quarterly planning, right? Like the finance, the HR function, the ops function, um, like all of the, all of those pieces were my specialty. And I love sales and marketing Mm-hmm. Right. Like I learned sales. We, l- we learned sales and marketing together being MLM. We just grind it on the phones. Yeah. Right. And 100%. we learned how to speak and, and do all that. But Kaylin is really like the absolute creative mm-hmm. genius. So she's like the, the absolute, like she was a CMO, right? She's marketing, she's copy. She's, she just has like this crazy ability. Like, like she gets an idea and like 10 minutes later, there's like a logo and a tagline and like a whole brand identity that just spawns. She just it just like brings it to life. And and so whether you're the person that's making the content, doing the marketing, yeah. the ideas and 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 doing that creative side, yeah. or you're the person that's more like numbers, sales strategy, right? Like, like we both kind of float, but I think what 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 she's best at is the creative, and I'm really like that. That that operator integrator driver of the company.
1: Well, we say it's the two things, right? Like totally. making it rain and developing the organization. That's right, and that's really like the two roles that we operated in. Like my job was to make it rain, make it rain, make it rain, make it rain, and yours was developing the organization. And we we would come together, of course. Like so the as rain partners. doesn't
0: like over flood the house and <laughs>
1: yes,
0: blow up. <laughs>
1: But we would come together and at the highest level of strategy over those things and work together as partners. But those those were really our roles in the business was my job is to make it rain and your job is to develop the organization and everything that, you know, to create a foundation for it to be possible and to have the longevity of like the rain, like torrential downpour, you know?
0: Yes, exactly. Well, there's like the people that have like the ideas and, and flourish, you know, communicating and talking and mm-hmm. building content and vision. There's people who are like, I don't ever want to touch a spreadsheet or see one. That's yeah, ca- that's, that's her. Me. And then with me, I'm like, like as, as the CEO, it's like, well, I don't want to be in spreadsheets, but like, I need to understand the details and the dirt of the business. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And actually like move things into execution. Right. And so those are like, it doesn't always manifest in two people or, or, or partners or owners, yep. but you got to have those, those roles. So, so you guys are going to hear a cool perspective from us on these different things as we, we walk through. So I think the first one that I wanted to talk about <laughs> was that, um, huge business mistake, huge, huge business mistake was being cheap in the wrong places.
1: Yeah. You cheap See, so you got to
0: understand Be though.
1: Cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> I make all the big purchases. I made you buy your first nice car. Remember?
0: And my first nice watch. You bought it for me.
1: Yeah. Cause you wouldn't do it. You cheap.
0: Well, I'm, I'm conservative.
1: <laughs> cheap. <laughs> <Gosh.
0: laughs> I'm just honey. here to heckle you, babe. I'm okay with it. I think they like it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. So look, you got to understand <laughs> about this is like my dad was the kind of guy, and I love my dad, and he's yeah, your amazing. Dad's amazing. He's like, like
1: my BFF.
0: Oh, yeah. You guys get along great.
1: Yeah. Cause we just heckle each other all the time.
0: But my dad was the kind of guy that was like after church on Sunday, and when we went it was like you, you you don't get orange juice, yeah, I'm like, you get water mm-hmm. I like I was like, do you know how many orange juices I got four kids, yeah, two dollars, whatever it is, eight bucks a week thirty six bucks a month. <laughs> you know it's like we start multiplying and it's like I'm like this this is where my like I grew up right but but he always like it was so it's so funny my dad always found a way to like have the nice stuff, yeah but like get it on the cheap.
1: Yeah, he's st- that's a, a superpower that he has. He's totally, has that superpower. Totally
0: superpower. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> Shout out to the guys out there that like have all the nice stuff, but just figure out how to do it cheap.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right?
0: But I will tell you, <laughs> when you're building a business, you could be cheap in the wrong places. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was being cheap with the team,
1: mm. right? Yeah.
0: And so what I thought is that everybody was like me. It was like, oh, you could just... I could I could hire someone who has I look for three, three, three things character, mm-hmm. competence and commitment. Yeah, right. Character are they going to do the right thing? Do they have integrity? Right. Yep. Like without that, forget about it. Right. Yep. Competence like like they're competent. They're thinkers. They've got abilities. They can mm-hmm. use their brain and solve problems. Right. Yep. You know, you, you guys know anyone who's not competent?
1: Yeah, me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what I was the person on your list? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then commitment, right? They're going to work. They're going to do the work. They're committed to it. Yeah. So, so I thought, okay, if if they have these three things, then I could just give them the training and the material, give them the course, right? Give them the, the Udemy course, give them the give them the, you know, whatever program, because you can you can get access to such great information. It's not expensive, right? Yeah. Like the plays and the strategies to like grow a business are not expensive to, to buy. Like er, there's an abundance of people selling programs. Now make sure that if you buy a program, they've done something first. But anyways, yeah. um, there's abundance of information. So I'll just like give them the, the stuff and they can train and I'll save money. And, but the reality is, is that you don't get speed and you don't get, real um leverage in your team until you 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 pay for people who have experience because experience costs money
1: yeah so because
0: th- not everyone's you so i thought everyone was like me i thought everyone no, was like oh they'll no just pick it up it. they'll learn it real fast they can implement but i'm like i'm like n- they're not the entrepreneur right yeah. they don't they don't have the ability and i'm not saying like like i'm gr- i'm so great or anything because i'm pretty dumb sometimes especially in certain areas i'm like i have blind spots for sure but it's like but it's like in when it comes to just the the learning curve and like the confidence yeah they they need experience and so i had i had people across my company um, especially around that around that 30 million mark when we first went from 7 to 30 nobody had any idea like everybody was in over their head yeah like everybody was in over their head like i looked around and i was like the average age of this team <laughs> is probably like 28
1: I 25 dude right yeah if you if you cast out like the the oldest lady that was there and the youngest i think the average is more like 23
0: oh uh, man so if it was 23 then yeah <laughs> like i don't think it was 23 honey. i think it was a little more okay i told her i was like i'm so specific this is gonna bother me when we do this because yeah, like- i mean
1: i'm thinking of we called it we called it the what we call the bullpen or something, because like, our office was so small with all those people in it. And if you think about the ages of all those people that were in that room. It was room. young
0: for sure. Yeah. So it's like mid-20s. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, we're bringing in $3 million, $2.5 million a month. And everybody who's running things here is in their twenties, and I'm like, that's fine. There's great, there's yeah. insanely talented people in their twenties. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but,
1: we just had missing roles,
0: but but we had people who had never been where we were, and so if you want to get to the next level, it's a lot easier if you have people around you who have been there before. Yeah, like so much so 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 easier. Of when we
1: finally got like our uh, our CLO, like, or she was actually hired as chief logistics officer. We finally brought in expertise.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we brought in a a chief logistics officer because I'm like we're fulfilling thousands of orders a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about fulfillment, Yeah,
1: manufacturing. Fulfillment, we're manufacturing. Like, yeah,
0: we're oh doing we're, we're doing supplement products and and it was just chaos. And it was like I was running around like a one man band, mm-hmm. like I was playing all the instruments in the band, and I was like killing myself, like absolutely. And these are
1: the dark times.
0: Oh yeah, like <laughs> the numbers were great, but I mean, guys, we we were back there were times we were backed up 6 days in response time to customers. Yeah. Because we couldn't even I just like like we we didn't have anyone running the customer support team that could hire fast enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I'm talking everybody around me is like learning as we're going.
1: Yeah. We're learning something new every day, which was like, great, like, and it expanded them and it stretched them and all of us grew together. But there's a certain point where it's time to bring in someone that has had the experience and has done it before so they can like clean up and actually bring real strategy, real process to place. Because at this point, you were building every single process and strategy and everything for people to operate inside of. But it was like you had blind spots of because you hadn't done it before either, So then when we started bringing in people that, you know, had the experience and were more seasoned in that role, um, it just actually like expedited everything, you know, and the whole business kind of turned over when we made those shifts.
0: Oh yeah. Everything turned over everything. So that, that, that was a huge thing that was the team. And, and so like, you can do it two ways, right? You can build a team internally. Yeah. And, and you can do it tribal. They have a lot of tribal knowledge. There's a lot of pros to doing that. Yeah. They got tribal knowledge. They're really loyal.
1: Great in customer support.
0: You'll spend less money mm-hmm. um, ultimately on, on payroll because people have kind of come up in the company. They're going to have all of that just understanding of all the different things. The culture will be really strong. Yeah. And you need some of that, right? But it takes so long. And, and it's like, it's a gamble on whether people are going to keep growing. Because we had at one point our leadership team, you know, all the different areas, right? We had, we had marketing, um, we had um, customer uh, customer experience, we had um, coaching, we had the logistics side, like all of these these different functions that we had across all the IT. different product lines. IT, it was... Phone team. Yeah, it was, it was very, very difficult um, because there were just nobody who had really been where we wanted to go and everyone's learning and we're like all just like trying to figure out what's happening and and I'm running around like having to solve all these problems because mm-hmm. they were just big problems that these people weren't used to solving right and so and so what, what what the thought just came back to me so what what had happened was everybody started to reach their lid mm-hmm. right and we actually had one person in the team who from the beginning all the way all the way till to when we sold the brand um who grew with us and yeah. ended up being like o- overseeing like half the company Yeah, and yeah. and she's amazing. And so.
1: And she actually continued on with Lady Boss.
0: Yeah. And so it's like, it's like one person out of the original like eight that were there. And this is a really good lesson. Like one person out of like the eight people that I initially put over all the departments of the business yeah, grew with it for those, those six years mm-hmm. and, and like continue to elevate their lid just one, mm-hmm. but everybody else, they all kind of they hit their lid and that's where they stayed.
1: Yeah. And they did a great job where they stayed, but there was time when new leadership had to to take right. over. So it's always a hard transition, right? So
0: if you've got if you got a couple people in your company and I'm like I'm telling you my odds were what 10 12%, 12% of the people in your team and like are going to grow with you. Mm-hmm. And people will find they'll settle where they should be where they want to be mm-hmm. cuz they're happy there and they'll produce. Yep. And you got to have that. You can't you can't force them And then, and then your whole company will be So how do you discern that?
1: Like, how do you discern that when like that person's growing, right? And how do you know when they actually reach the lid? I know you always talk about like, you start to give them rope and as they take the rope and they're like, take those new responsibilities and that new role and they're overseeing it and they do well, you give them more rope, but as like you know things fall through the cracks or you're noticing that like it's not happening or not moving like you take some of that rope back is that how you know like when do you know when that person reaches the lid and when it's time to to bring someone new
0: Yeah I, it's something that I'm like always thinking about um I'm I'm always and I'm a big proponent of like just have like an org chart right even yeah, if you have four I, people No Like like have a visual of of your team and just look at it and be like be like and i would run through my head and i'd be like okay who's who's doing well like who's in the right spot yeah. like who's performing well and and who's up for the challenge mm-hmm. like as i'm as i'm delegating more difficult things cuz i want to challenge people yeah and so i think the way that you know is you challenge them and if they rise up to it they're there
1: mm-hmm.
0: right but then you'll notice like if people start to get overloaded they have too much and it's a channel bandwidth problem right which is like they have too much to do or too many priorities and you need to slim that down. That was a problem I had too. Yeah. But it but sometimes it, it just becomes a they just reach their lid, right? Yeah. And like their work just the quality's not there or or you're like, hey, solve this problem and then they bring you back their solution and you're like, Yeah, it's just not it. Yeah. You know? Well and even I think you just you, you really know, but you have to be aware of that.
1: Yeah. And I think this is exactly what happened kind of like in logistics for us when we decided to bring in like the CLO for the business and the cool point was, I mean, obviously we were, we were terrified to take on that much salary for a person to be like, is it going to be like, is it actually going to change anything? You know, like, is it actually, yeah. is it going to be worth it of this salary that we're willing to pay? And uh, how much of a change in the businesses are actually going to be like bringing in someone like this with all this experience, manufacturing gummy vitamins and all this stuff and has this great track record. And once we brought her in, um, it was really cool. I feel like the first day you got off a meeting with her, like after she was first hired, you were like, "Wow!" Like she was literally teaching me things. So why don't why are you explain like a little? Yeah, bit
0: that's about an that. amazing feeling. Yeah, you go from like I've got to like be the answer to everybody. Yep, and really you you can't you can't it's sell
1: sustainable, right? A, yeah,
0: you can't sell a business that you're everything for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And you can't like you have, you have, you still have a job, right? And so what most people is like, okay, cool. And and I just had a, I just had a strategy call three days ago Mm -hmm. with a client and there's great cash in the business. Like it's, it's, it's making 70 grand in profit a month, Mm -hmm. right? Great cash, but he's hating it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, all you got to do, you, all this op stuff, this, all, all all these pieces that that you're tired of doing, answering questions about people taking time off and and HR and having to write, like having to s- be in spreadsheets and deal with minutia. It's like, no, I just want to make content and do sales and like mm-hmm. focus on making it rain, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, if you just go pay ten grand a month, you can get someone incredible, yeah. And it's like, is that extra ten grand really worth? worth it for you. Like like, like, like they're not willing to sacrifice it. What's
1: the opportunity cost of not doing it because you're in the spreadsheets and because you're answering the HR question, because you're doing time off requests. Like if your gift is the making, making it rain, and it's not particularly the developing the organization and it's the making it rain, like how much money is your business losing out on and what are customers losing out on in their experience in your company? Because you are focused on things that aren't your your gift, or even the things that you like or love doing, yeah. and that you're great at. Like, how you much know, more money could the business make if you were focusing that time? You're replying to HR questions and putting out fires. Yeah. When you know, if you were making content instead, like, how much more money would there be in the business? Right, more than ten grand a month,
0: probably. Oh, yeah. And even even if you're at ten grand a month in profit, yeah, like. Or twenty. Let's say it's twenty. Let's say you need ten grand to live off of, mm-hmm. and you're making twenty. It's like, it's like if you don't, if you're not willing to take a short term profit cut, yeah, personally, to go hire the person that you need to get to the next level. And this is what people like don't understand: is it's just about the people. Yeah, it's all about the people. <laughs> That's all it is about. It's it. That's like like your business. Like like you have your you know like think like uh, Marcus Lemonis has a great frame framework. People, product. Process, yep. right? It's like your product's great, your process. You need that, but like really, the people create the process, and the people also innovate the product. Yep. So it's like your business is people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I didn't understand that. I was cheap. I was like, they can learn. I'll just train them. I'll, I'll go the short, the sh- cheap route, and and we definitely paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like our growth trajectory was so fast, but I I I, I get kind of like, what would have happened? Yeah. If and and this is what's happening now. We're working with companies now. And like, I reorged the whole business and doubled their profit margin.
1: Yeah. Right. And like, what? Like a month. Because
0: a I've seen this problem before. I was yeah. like, yep, this is what I did. And it's <laughs> like, you got the, you got the owner, like doing journal entries. Yeah. Right. And stupid stuff. Like accounting. And, and, and like, I'm telling He's, you guys, like, the books. like, yeah, like you start, you, you guys make it rain. Like some of the, and I'm saying you guys, like I just see entrepreneurs, like they're making it rain but we do these stupid things and like, really we need to be investing in the people, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I'm not saying hire everybody, like you, you gotta be smart about the way you do this, mm-hmm. right? There's a balance, there's no black and white, but but that's part of developing the organization, you know? Yeah. Let's go to the second one. You wanna go to the second, second one? one? Or no, I want you to talk about yeah, the one yeah. that you wrote down.
1: Yeah, okay, so I would say, if I was like thinking as a whole, like of the business over like the seven year time, um, I would say my biggest mistake would be like saying yes to everything and knowing that like it was too much to handle. So I didn't want to be the person like people would say like, okay, we need to do this video or we're going to have this initiative or like we need all of this content or we have these emails that need to be done or this process needs to be made. And, you know, being the one that um, is in charge of like all the content because pretty much back in the day, especially it, everything was 100% me. Like every single video. When we first started. Yeah, when we first started. And for the first, you know, several years yeah. of the business. Yeah. Like I would say up until like the last two years <clears throat> mm-hmm. of the business, everything was like 100% me. And so it's like not only was I making all the content, being the face, like doing all the acquisition, but I was also like in the marketing department, like coming up with a new strategy for content, like writing copy for ads, creating ideas for new ads, like, you know, checking every single email that's going out every single post that's going out. And so there's just like a lot of things. Um, And I would literally say, just like, yeah, okay, to those things. And never, maybe, maybe it was like, pride of like, not wanting to say no, or I can't handle it, or I can't do it, or don't have enough time for it, or just like being honest about it. Or maybe it was just like, you know, people needed things from me. So I'm like, I, I feel like, you know, I have to say yes, but there would be a yes on a timeline, right? And I knew at certain points, like I, I, I'm i saying yes to this, but I know that it's not gonna happen in this timeframe. And I wasn't like open about that. Like I wasn't like, I have to film all these videos and I have a film week this week. And like to do this, you know, live webinar at the same time that I'm like filming, like I, I shouldn't be saying yes to this, but I am. And so I feel mm. like there was a lot of things that I didn't deliver on in like timely manners because there was so much going on, but I never communicated that. Because honestly, I didn't want you to be disappointed. Like my I was life just is- about <laughs> to ask you that. I was like, I,
0: I know this is my fault. Yeah. Like, because I, I'm just like, I overload yeah. people because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I believe in them. Yeah. Like I genuinely believe in them. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm going to just, like you tell me and you like the team would give me all the stuff that they're going to do and the dates but they would all overcommit because yeah. they just they wanted Nobody wants to let you down. Know. Yeah, like they didn't want to let me down. Yeah. And if you're an entrepreneur right now your team doesn't want to let you down but if you constantly overload them Yeah. then it's 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 demotivating. Mm -hmm. It's very demotivating.
1: Yeah, it's like I I have this giant list. There's
0: another mistake, guys. See, I'm just (laughs) just full of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so I would have this giant list of things. And yes, there would be priority, but it's like everything was priority to the point where it's like there's no way I can get all of this done. So I'll just focus on like these two things, and everything else has to fall in the cracks, you know. And so it would kind of push. It would push timelines off, or like people would be expecting things and you know, people would ask me for things and it wouldn't be priority. And so then they'd be like, well, where, where's the thing? Like, where's the deliverable? And I'm like, well, you know, Brandon says it's not a priority. And so there's just a lot of like communication that should have been had. And like, honestly, just saying like, this is a, this is not a timeline that is appropriate for everything else that's having to happen at the same time. And so I should have been saying not no to things, but saying like, no, this isn't for me to do or, uh, or delegating it to someone else that could have done it sooner than trying to like, keep my, you know, keep my grasp on it. Cause I'm like, oh, like I have to touch every email, every sales email that goes out. I have to touch and double check and just giving people that rope quicker, like delegating those things faster. Um, instead of trying to take it all on because my plate would be overloaded. And then I just wouldn't be like delivering on all the things that, you know, I should be.
0: Yeah, definitely. Having that that mindset of delegation is something you hear all the time. Yeah. But it's like as soon as you wake up in the morning or as soon as like a task comes your way, like the first thing that pops in my head is like, who else can do this?
1: Yeah. Well see in my head it's like, like no no one else this? can do what I do in our business. Like no one else can make the videos, no one else can make the challenge stuff. No that one was else
0: at, could,
1: You that see what I'm at, saying? Like first, no yeah. one else could do it. And so it was only me, like everything ended with me. And so I would literally hold back on like sharing new ideas that I had, or like I would come up with a thought and be like, oh, like this is what we should totally do. But I knew that it ended with me having to do it. And I didn't, I could not add one more thing to my plate. So I like literally hindered the growth of our business in marketing because I knew like if I say that this initiative is going to happen, it's something that I'm going to have to do. Mm -hmm. And it's only me that can do it. So why would I say it and add something else on top of my own plate and my own (laughs) to-do list that like I know is impossible to complete already? Yeah. And so I think I just, my big mistake was like hindering the growth of our marketing and um, the way that our marketing changed over time and, and new ideas. Like I hindered that because I felt like I was so underwater that, you know, I yeah. couldn't do anymore.
0: What's interesting about you saying that is that that was, we came to that realization, right? Yeah. Cause and I had a, a
1: mental breakdown. <laughs> I literally had a mental breakdown. Like there's so much that literally I told Brandon, this was years ago. And I literally told Brandon, I'm like, listen, I am done. I cannot take this anymore. I am going away for three days. You do not have to come with me. I'm going out to just somewhere in the woods. And I'm just like, I have to get away. Like I literally had a mental breakdown of just so much overwhelm that I just can't get out of this pile. And I just, I'm at the end of myself that I I literally came to you and said, I'm leaving for three days. And you're like, well, I'm coming with you. And I was like, honestly, I don't know if I want you to, (laughs) because I just feel like I'm in a state of just need to be like in a cabin in the woods and like, just be away from Is everything. Is this
0: when we went to that, like, sunset, yeah. sunrise resort or yeah. whatever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, out in the middle of, like, Santa yeah. Fe, New Mexico
0: well and that was like a like
1: chickens and puppies it's like that kind of place guys where you go sit in a room with puppies to make (laughs) you feel better okay like this is like legit this is like legit mental breakdown to the point where I was like I'm gonna go sit in a room with puppies because I am at the end of myself and like
0: (laughs) no cat. like we went to a place of puppies and like pick eggs
1: and like make soap like this was legit (laughs) like like, we're not talking about a resort where you go and like get massages I'm talking about a resort where like you wake up do yoga have tea and like go watch chickens lay eggs and like make your own and soap and like paint, you know, <laughs> and then sit in a room with puppies. It sounds like an old folks home or something. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, like I, I thought you were going to have to admit me. Like to an entrepreneur, hospital.
0: insane asylum.
1: Yeah. That's basically like yeah. what I needed to be admitted to at that, at that yeah. time. Like yeah. it was not good.
0: Well, it's interesting because, you know, we, 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 co-built the business together, Yeah, but you're, we're business partners, but like, I really drove and assigned you with like, here's what's, what you're going to do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was a part of, a part of that channel bandwidth, right? Yeah. Like, there's only so much bandwidth, like mm-hmm. your internet has. Like, if everyone's streaming Netflix in the house at the same time, yeah, like your bandwidth goes down, yeah. right? And, and you're your like, quality ah.
1: goes down, and your
0: quality goes down. And mm-hmm. so, and so you have to look at that with the people that you, work for you. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was bad at because I just I would work oh, nonstop. Yeah.
1: yeah, man.
0: Right? Like yeah. I well, didn't we have stop. no life out there I had no boundaries. And I had, and and that's great. Like, look, you have to work your freaking face off to get going.
1: Yeah, and there's seasons of that. And there's seasons of it, for
0: sure. It's a marathon of sprints.
1: Yeah, and you have to know when you're in a season be able to discern, like, this is a season of, like, grind my freaking face off. But, like, there was no foot off the gas or nothing else for in so long. life Yeah, for so long. Like not even we talk like now we're like, and you end up in the so-
0: puppy, a sane asylum. Yeah.
1: I'm like, how long has it been since we just like laughed together or like yeah. sat and talked about something that, wasn't. Oh was guys,
0: this is going to the marriage <laughs> thing so fast. This is going you so know, fast. No, but looking
1: that's back that that's what it was, you know, yeah. we did grind our faces off that hard that you, and you had more tenacity for it than I did right? Like you had more tenacity for the continuation of that, of like, that's like your mode. And it's hard for you to downshift. But for me, it's like, it's hard to drive in eighth gear for, you know, years straight. And so that's when we finally got to that, to that break. Well,
0: and we restructured the marketing team. Like I came in and I was like, all right, I have to develop the organization that she's a part of around her Mm -hmm. strengths. Yeah. And guys, like when you find great people in marketing, especially mm-hmm. the people that can make it yeah, rain, yep. maybe it's you. Yep. If it's you, you need to build that around yourself. Yep. Right? If it's mm-hmm. if it's someone that works for you, you need to build it around them. But when you find someone who can make it rain in an organization and bring the dollars and like Cause we're cr- special. Oh yeah. We're like, special and we're you,
1: characters. You've
0: got to build <laughs> build around them so mm-hmm. that they can just output their best work because yeah. You don't have a none of the other crap matters if you don't have the sales. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have someone who's great at copy, great at sales, yeah. a, a great closer, mm-hmm. right? You've got a great a great setter. You're doing DMs. Maybe you got yeah. a great a great um, someone who's great on camera, right? Like any of those things, you got to build around them. And that, and and a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, it's probably you, right? Like mm-hmm. you're that person. Yeah. And so you have to so ferociously protect your time and making sure it's in that area and delegate the other things around or you just get you just drowned.
1: yeah so what do you mean by that? like like kind of tell them like what you built had to build around me like first thing you asked me is you had me literally sit down at the computer and you said, you said, what do you love doing? And what are you like, what is the Kalen special things that only Kalen can do? And what do you love doing? Like, what are the things that you want to continue to do? And what are the things that you don't want to do anymore or that someone else could do? And you had me like write that. Yeah. Those two lists of things. Did I do that? Yeah, you did.
0: So I think if it's like a Venn diagram on like one side, you have like, you have like what you love to do Mm -hmm. and then you have like the other side is like what's what's making it rain in the business right now Mm -hmm. like what's bringing the money yeah what's bringing the cash um and so like the cross of those two things is like that's the sweet spot
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so like identifying that sweet spot and and then everything else like really if it's not making it rain you should get rid of it anyways yeah right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like that's a whole nother conversation about attribution and like what's actually bringing in customers right but but we've gone we've we, you know we've gone deep into this one yeah. so
1: so then basically you took those two things that i said and all the things i loved you're like okay let's create the process in which these things work so you aren't the entire process or the bottleneck in the process like here let's create the sops for how content is created and, and kaylin build out like the content machine system to where like it's not overwhelming for you and then the things that i didn't want to do you're like, okay, so here's like the tactical things and the, and the role. And you took that list of things and actually created a role for someone else that almost became the person that's like my right hand. That's like right hand beside me that as like things in the marketing team are happening and we need um, we a new process for something or something has to get done or here's this idea that we're gonna do or here's this new content strategy we're gonna do. Kaylin, go and create the content and like the copy of those. But this person that was my right hand went, with the team to create everything else. So they would work with the editors. They would work with, you know, doing different versions of the copy. They would be the ones actually publishing. And so they were basically worked as my right hand for all the things that I didn't want to do. They kind of like offloaded that from me in every meeting um, and from all the ideas. Like the person that's actually going to take it to the end zone was was this, you know, right hand person.
0: Yeah. And it evolved week. a lot over time. And when yeah. we started with just you and then and then we brought on... We brought in like an editor Mm -hmm. or or we brought on a designer, you know, low level designer and then it evolved from there. And then we brought in, um, like creative strategist, yep. right? So now you're, you're above the, the, you're above the tactical at first and then you're just doing review. And then we brought in someone to bring in ideas and strategy, Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to do a promotion this day. Here's like the vision I have for the promotion. Mm -hmm. Come back to me with like three ideas, right? Like we got to that point. Yep. Right. And then we got to the point where you were training influencers. We had mm-hmm. we had over eighty influencers regularly creating content. Mm-hmm. So it was like ninety percent of the of the ads that we ran and the stuff that that you placed was not you. Yeah. Right. And so you, you just start to create leverage in, in those areas in, in that way, just like anything else. So, wow, that was the biggest mistake, huh?
1: Yeah. I think overarching wow. of like well, what, it just what my toxic thing was, like that was my toxic yeah. trait in that business. Well, because
0: it, it affected you a lot personally. Yeah. And you didn't like what you were doing.
1: I just wanted to have fun. Like I wanted to have fun doing what I was doing. Like I know work is work, but I also wanted to have fun doing it. And there's certain things that I'm freaking amazing at and I have gifts for like my whole life. Like I have known like I can look at a billboard and be like, oh, I see why it says that, mm. right? Like- there's just a certain gift that I have, but I was having to operate in all these other areas that were not my gift. And that, you know, for me, I was like, why am I, you know, sitting on this meeting, doing this thing when if I was just making a video or writing a post or whatever, like I could go fix the problem just by that. And, um, and you know... That's the thing, and, I, and it's like, yeah, you would still have time to make the post or make the content, but I was so overwhelmed by all the things that that I wasn't good at and that someone else could be doing that it kind of, yeah it overwhelmed me to the point where I couldn't do it. So you know?
0: let's transition to number three now. Yeah. So I think the third biggest mistake was stagnant in growth and closed off to new ideas. And so yeah. what I'm talking about is we were, we were Ooh. regularly plugged in to a network of entrepreneurs and we would yeah. meet up and go to masterminds. Mm-hmm. And the main one that we were in, it ended. Mm-hmm. And we didn't pick up and grab another one. Yep. And that was a mistake. So we weren't like, you know, one, like two or three times a year, we were getting around all these entrepreneurs. And, you know, me, I'm always like, ah, oh, like, that's cool. Like ideas, and but exe- going to events. executions king. Yep. But like we got so in the business in the forest, we couldn't see through the trees of our own forest and, and really like stop. Like,
1: Babe, I want to go to the events.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I want people.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, what are we going to get out of that? We know what we need to do. Yeah. You know, we know
1: we need to do it's a season of and it's, the doing. It's yeah. funny.
0: Cause I think most people have this the other way. Yep. They're like going to way too much of this yep. stuff, uh-huh. but we were just like, so focused and executing Mm -hmm. that we got like closed off to ideas. Yep, We did. We were like closed off to ideas. We're like, here's our track. We had the business plan like two, three years at a time. Yep. And and we were just like rolling through it. But like I, I, I under, I I really forgot at this point, like the value of getting the ideas, getting that real feedback from people who are in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. right? Regardless of how big people's businesses are, that doesn't matter. It's like the, Mm the marketplace is shifting right like now it's like everyone's talking about ai yeah like everyone's like putting in chat gpt prompts yeah like platforms where you type in w- platforms where you type in make me a picture of a frog sitting in a lake and like it like pops out a picture it's like business moves so fast the market moves fast and you have to be around people and you just catch stuff like yeah. you catch stuff you build relationships you find vendors yeah, I would you say find that's contractors like the big thing, right
1: like more than things we and even we learned at events, like learned in these groups. It's more than even that. It was like the people that we needed to know that had the thing that we needed to have. That's right. right? Or the connection or the, the resource or the course or um, the specialist or um, the team or... Or
0: just like a tweak.
1: Know, yeah, or just a tweak, right? A tweak. And so I, I think most of the most of the things that we got out of these groups like happened in the outlying areas of, of the event like not even necessarily so much of what was from stage, but just like, Hey, that person has done this thing that we're trying to do. Like and Brandon would go and what we call it to mentor them where Brandon just like cornered <laughs> someone and sucks all of their knowledge out of, out of their head. Um,
0: like in Harry Potter, like the, like yeah. the, like scary black looking thing, ghost yeah, things that yeah. come and like,
1: <sighs> yeah. Like suck out your soul. Well, that's basically what Brandon would do with other people's knowledge. And so he would hear someone say, oh, this thing that I'm doing right now. And he'd be like, I need to talk to that person about XYZ thing. And he would go and literally like suck that information out of them and be already like back at his computer, like working on it and putting it into place in our business. And then we just became stagnant in that like there wasn't growth in that way. There wasn't like the new revelation or the new connection or the new resource or the person that could expedite the process for us. We were like, we cut ourselves off to all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah and we were working our faces off but we were just like I just undervalued that time
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and I think it's probably a little bit of ego a little bit of pride you're just like oh you know all these people are just starting or they're not where we are and yeah. and I'm like I had great relationships with some guys that um you, you know and even now like I keep great relationships with guys that are at a high level mm-hmm. right people with you know 30 40 50 60 70 million dollar companies And and like keeping plugged in with them Mm -hmm. and just talking to them, and so I was getting a lot of value from that. But just like going to events, going to masterminds, investing in that, and just being around it, like that was that was that was bad. Yeah, you know. And we we almost didn't even do it intentionally. It was just like, oh, the group we were in ended, and we just didn't find a new one. Yeah, you know. And we did look at a couple, but you know, I think one of the things you got to be careful about Mm -hmm. when you join groups is you're like. Are the people in this group living, and this goes to like, mm. this goes beyond business. Uh-oh. I'm going there.
1: Soapbox. I'm going
0: there. Are the people in the groups that you're in living a lifestyle that you espouse,
1: Ooh.
0: right? Ouch. Like, are they do, they, do they talk the way that you want to talk? Mm. Do they behave themselves in the late hours of the night the way that you want to behave or you want your kids to behave? Mm. Cause like, man, we idolize some business people we idolize some entrepreneurs that have terrible lives, home lives. Mm -hmm. And there's no, there's no such thing as success with, with failure in the home. I believe that.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's, I didn't
0: even mean to go here guys. I'm going deep on the first episode. I'm on my soapbox. I'm preaching now, but I'm like, seriously, like, and so we looked at a few groups and I was like, yeah, I know how they the roll and they, they do. and they rent that type of house and they yeah. have all these people and it's all yeah. about celebrity and who's this and I'm like, I don't give a freaking flip about celebrities.
1: Yeah. Like well, it's like, like I want
0: to grow around people that are living. And so you get to the point too. So be careful about that when you join a group.
1: Well too, and you can you can learn things from those people, right? Like we're not we're not saying like you aren't gonna learn in those scenarios of someone that someone that lives a lifestyle that you don't espouse, like that you won't learn things from them. But to be in rooms and to make your peer group those types of people, you have to remember like you're the sum of the five people you hang out with. Like, is it going to make the lifestyle that you want at home um, and in your life outside of business? Like, yes, like they're going to have that business influence, but are they going to influence you in other ways? And so I know for us, like we're always looking, when we look for mentors and stuff, we're like, okay, is this a person that I truly would be like, I... I like all of the pieces of this because they are going to speak into my life and have this much influence over me and that peer group and their group that I'm going to be running with. Like, is this going to make me a better person as a whole? And a lot of business people out there right now are just like, oh, you know, I want to be, I want to be, you know, just like this person or just like that. Or I think they're the coolest thing. And it's like, you, you have, you can't underestimate the power of influence that these types of people, you know, have in your life. And you
0: you'll become to, them. You'll find yourself yep. becoming like them. Yep.
1: You'll find yourself talking lot.
0: like them. Yep. And if if life is just all sacrifice at the altar of more money. Yep. Like
1: I'm not here for that.
0: Like I mean, and these guys sell their souls to do it too. Yeah. They 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 lose their marriages yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Their kids don't know who they are.
1: Yep.
0: Right. Like, yeah. and and you can have it all. There's guys that have it all. Yeah. There's sure. absolutely guys that have it all. It's I.
1: But you I, want to be in the rooms of the people that want to have it all. That's right. You know what I mean? That's like, right. if that's so. what you want, if you don't want that, that's cool. But like, if you want those types of things, like you have to be careful of the groups that you run in and the masterminds you pick and who you choose to work with. Cause it will, like, it'll affect that influence, you know, like that influence will affect your life.
0: Oh, this is so good. This <laughs> is so good. I didn't even mean to go here. We like, this is a, this is a dirt road here. We're going to go on lots of dirt roads in the show. Guys, I think we're going to wrap this one up today. So we're going to wrap it up with, Kaylin is gonna share.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Kaylin's gonna share an embarrassing moment. I was like, we should do something just stupid at the end. Like, let's just have something silly. Like,
1: yes, I think we're gonna have everyone share like their like an embarrassing moment.
0: Yeah, we want to have fun in this thing. I want to just enjoy doing this, you know? Okay, so so I'm really gonna enjoy this. So tell tell them like something embarrassing that you don't like like to share with people.
1: Okay, so maybe that I
0: don't even know. That'd be cool.
1: You don't even know. No, you know this one. You were there for it, but it was quite. It was quite embarrassing. So um, we were leaving an event and we were about to go to another event, right? We were flying from Orlando to San Diego and our flights got like all messed up. And I I was complaining to a friend of mine and she was like, oh, you just need to be complaining. (laughs) Well, I was just like, ah, it's going to take us like freaking 16 hours to get across, like get there. And, um, she was like, oh, well you need to meet Bill. And, and Bill Allen is a, now a great friend of ours who has a plane and he's a Navy test pilot. And, uh, he was like, yeah, you can, I'm going to San Diego too. You guys can just hop on the plane and come with me. And I'm, I'm flying to San Diego. And so anyways, like at the point where we roll up with our, our little carry ons to, to go with Bill. Uh, to the little, um, to the little airport for, where all the private planes are held, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, he's like, oh, you probably don't want to drink that coffee and that water. We had just got coffee and water.'" And he was like, "There's no bathroom on the plane," and I was like, "There's no bathroom on the plane," and he's like, "Yeah, there's no bathroom on the plane. So we're you're gonna have to make it to to West Texas before you'll be able to to pee in an actual bathroom." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no way." So I'm like, what am I going to do? Cause I know myself and I know my bladder and I'm going to have to pee on this freaking plane. And just the fact that he told me not to do it, like, this is how I work. Right. <laughs> like you tell me not to do something. I would pee three times on this plane now because you told me not to do it. Yep. And so even though I hadn't really drank any water, any of this stuff. And so we're, we're on the way there and I'm like, dude, he's stopping to get gas. I'm like, I'm going to go inside and get like a big, like 40 ounce cup from this gas station. Like go get a big 40 ounce cup with a lid just in case. And so I go in and it's a. of course they don't have the styrofoam ones anymore. And I have to get this clear, completely see-through plastic 40 ounce cup from a 7-Eleven. And we go to the we are on the plane, I'm really thinking, like, okay, I got I got my stuff together. Like, I'm I'm composed. I have this, like legit. I can I cannot pee for like two and a half hours. I can do this, you know? And so here we are, about an hour and a half into the the flight. And I'm like, oh no, I have to pee. And mind you, it is me and Brandon and Bill and another man named Doug that are all on this plane, together. So a guy that I don't even know is in this plane. It's a little, you know, small plane. And so all of a sudden this, this time comes when I have to pee and I'm like, okay, guys, this is the moment. I'm going to have to pee. And the girls aren't like, guys, like you can't just like, pee in a cup easily without exposing yourself so here i am i have to literally they have gopros on they're filming like a podcast in the front of this plane i'm like listen guys i want to pee back here no one look and so in this tiny little plane i'm having to stand up and literally bring out my bare butt and squat over a 40 ounce clear 7 11 cup i don't
0: know how you did and it i'm just
1: like Hopefully, I don't have to pee did, more than forty ounces. No, I did not spill. I did not spill. I just wow. like cupped it up in there, you know.
0: That sounds like talent. I don't know. I've never had that experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so here I am. I pee in this, like this cup. I like put my butt back in my pants and everything, and then I had to sit with this forty ounces <laughs> of freaking yellow pee in a clear cup. You
0: peed the whole thing?
1: No, not. It wasn't the whole thing. Oh, I, was I like, it was probably you filled like it up half the thing, man. It was just the fact that I wasn't supposed to. I think but I, and then I had to sit with this giant cup of pee. Cause I mean, if you spill a cup of pee on a plane, it's going to. Well, and we were on like
0: a, like a turboprop six seater. Yeah. So it was a, it was a beautiful plane, yeah, but there's yeah. no bathroom. Right. right. It's like uh like a, what was it? J. I can't remember what kind a of plane TBN. it was. TBN. Yeah. I want to say J. And, and so it's like, she's like back there holding her pee cup. And then we had yeah. to fly down into, into get stopped. Cause we were flying all the way across country. So we had to stop and get gas. Yeah, and it, she like walks into the, <laughs> to the, um, the, the little private airport office <laughs> yeah, with like a giant a cup of, giant pee. Cup of pee I think that and it's was all guys part. in
1: there. And I literally had to all do like a walk of shame with my pee cup to the bathroom and I poured it out and I almost threw it away. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to wash it out and take it back with me. Cause what if I have to go again? So that's like my embarrassing story that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that recently happened
0: to me. I don't know. Is that that embarrassing?
1: Yeah, dude. That's right. You think so? Yeah, man. Okay. Being in a cup for a girl is not the same. You're in there with three men. I guess yeah, so. Kinda... Yeah.
0: We're going to, I'm going to dig on this one for you. <laughs> I want to hear something on this podcast, on this show.
1: Maybe on the next
0: one. Yeah. I want to hear something that I haven't heard before. That'd okay. be good. I like want to hear that. Guys, thanks for being with us today. Yeah. Super pumped to have you. We're going to, we're going to keep crushing it. We're going to bring out some new episodes. Cale and I are both going to talk. We're going to interview people, some of the most, Incredible entrepreneurs that you know. We will not bring people on the show who are not living it, walking it, and crushing it right now. That's that that, that is absolutely what we're gonna do. And to bring you guys those biggest mistakes, um, those biggest business mistakes, because I think we can learn so much from it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Thanks. Got for some massive value. And so if you're watching right now on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you want more. Yeah. Do the do the thing on iTunes, Spotify yada 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 the platform we would really appreciate it if there's something that resonated with you send us a dm if there's something that you want us to talk about we're totally open to feedback um, at real brandon pooling on instagram and and uh and just hit us up let us know what you think we we want this to be your show too, yeah. not just like, our show.
1: What are the things you need to learn about?
0: Yeah. So it's like, if there's any, they're like, oh, you guys should talk about this mistake. I've made that before. And uh, and we want it to just evolve and, and, and bring massive value. So that's, that, that's really all we want to do with the show. So thank you guys for being here. We'll see you later.